Project Clean Slate, a new Detroit-based program to expunge criminal records and give ex-cons a second chance. Lead attorney for the project, Stephanie LaBelle, joins us. I'm Lawrence Coletti, and this is Legal Talk Today. Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for being here and making this show part of your day. Before we jump into it, I need to thank our sponsor because they keep the lights on. Noda. Noda is powered by M&T Bank because... You went to law school to be a lawyer, not an accountant. Take advantage of NOTA, a no-cost IOLTA management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Visit trustnota.com forward slash legal to learn more. That's NOTA spelled N-O-T-A. Terms and conditions may apply. All right, let's get right to it. Let's say hello to our guest, Stephanie. Welcome to the show. Hey, Lawrence. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Absolutely. No, thank you so much for being here. You know, your story really uh, resonated with me. You know, I'm a, uh, I'm a big believer in forgiveness and, uh, you know, probably a little old fashioned this way, but, you know, when it comes to crime and punishment, I believe that uh, when somebody comes out of prison, they've already served their time. And I think that society has, uh, you know, has an obligation to forgive them and help them get back to becoming a productive citizen. I realize it's a really hard time. And, you know, also through all the years being on Legal Talk Network, we talk with both prosecutors and defense attorneys and recidivism, of course, that tendency to reoffend is a real issue for people trying to rebuild their lives. And so I was excited to learn about uh, Project Clean Slate. So I want to start there, Stephanie. I got a lot of questions about it, including some concerned questions about the expungement program. But tell us about Project Clean Slate. What is it? Who started it? And when did all of this get going? I would love to. Project Clean Slate is a free expungement program offered to Detroit residents. The goal of the program is to help Detroiters have their records cleared to create better employment, housing, um, education opportunities. The program was started in 2016 by Mayor Duggan to uh, remove barriers and obstacles facing you know, thousands of talented Detroiters who want to be part of Detroit's comeback. Unfortunately, a lot of those people have been held back due to mistakes that they made in their past. And recently, um, in 2019, Mayor Duggan worked with a bipartisan group of state legislators to reform Michigan's expungement law. And so those reforms take effect this April, and they will greatly expand the number and types of convictions that are eligible for expungement. For the benefit of our non-lawyer audience out there, when you have your records expunged, what does that exactly mean? So it does mean different things in different states. But in Michigan, when you have a conviction expunged, you go before the court and you ask the judge to have it expunged, which means sealed in Michigan. And so what happens is the Michigan State Police and the courts, if the expungement is successful, will seal the record and it's not available to the general public. Just as a public policy measure, it is available to law enforcement, courts, prosecutors, the attorney general's office, et cetera. The ceiling assists the residents in so many ways, but one of the greatest benefits is it expands their employment opportunities. I would say about 90% of our clients cite new or better employment opportunities as their primary reason for seeking an expungement. Well, I want to get into that a little bit more later, but just in terms of like background checks and things like that, when you expunge a record, that's not going to come up in sort of a civilian's background check, correct? Exactly. So the general public cannot see it. Um, it would be limited to, like I mentioned, the attorney general's office, courts, prosecutors, and law enforcement. So this year's program is expanded from last year. You're going to have more participants going through. So can you talk about that? What are the numbers of the people that will be participating this year? 
Well, we are very hopeful that we will obtain a thousand expungements this year. And just so you can kind of measure our growth, uh, when the program started in 2016, the staff obtained eight expungements the following year. And so our goal from April 2021 to April 2022 is to get 1,000. And the reason we're starting it in April is because that's when the new legislation takes effect. So with the current legislation, there are 82,000 Detroiters eligible for expungement. The new legislation will increase that number by 86,000, making a total of 168,000 Detroiters eligible. We would encourage any Detroiter with a criminal conviction to register for our program. Eligibility. So I understand that not everyone is going to qualify and there's some built-in restrictions. So tell us about that. Who qualifies and what are the restrictions? So for our program, they need to be a Detroit resident. But for the Michigan law, they they can reside anywhere and they can still seek to have something expunged. So you can have no more than three felonies and unlimited misdemeanors to apply for expungement. There are various restrictions. Only two can be assaultive. Only one felony conviction for the same offense if the offense is punishable by a a statutory maximum of 10 years or more. And then certain convictions are excluded um, and that has not changed. So you can't expunge things like murder, carjacking, armed robbery, and things like that. They also have a waiting period requirement. And so somebody may not be eligible right now if they have not completed their waiting period. And, And those range from three to seven years, depending on the offense. What are the upper limits of those assaults? You know, I guess in some states you have aggravated assault, but what are the upper limits for the assault if you want it to be expunged? Yeah, so um, an assaultive offense can be expunged only two. So if somebody had three and they were eligible otherwise, they could only seek to have two of them expunged. But that's not restricted, and that wasn't restricted before. What they did um, was... By increasing the number of felonies that you're allowed to expunge, they put in that only to assaultive caveat. So our prior law or our current law until April is a maximum of one felony and two misdemeanors. Well, let's transition to the benefits. And so you got into it just a little bit in terms of job opportunities, but I understand this can make a difference in the salary that someone is paid, but uh, it also has some other benefits that help someone that's rebuilding their life following a prison sentence. So let's talk about those. Oh, sure. So, you know, obviously a lot of our clients have seen employment opportunities as a result of their expungement, but the thread that seems to come from everybody is their appreciation for having the stigma of the conviction removed. They've carried it around, some of them, for 20, 30, 40 years. And so they really feel like they're living a new life and that their opportunities are unlimited. A lot of our clients have gone back to school. So, you know, convictions have hindered people from applying to things like nursing school. And I can think of about five of my clients offhand who were so grateful for the expungement because they enrolled in nursing school and that was preventing them um, from doing that in the past. Yeah, and I understand too that, uh, you know, if they have children, if they have an ex-con that has some kids in school and they want to chaperone one of the trips now, they'll be allowed to do it or, or how did that work out? Yeah, um, we had somebody come into one of our centers and he pushed some papers across the desk and said, I really need an expungement. I, I want to take my daughter on her field trip and I'm not allowed because of my record, uh, his nine-year-old daughter. So a conviction really doesn't affect only the person who got the conviction. It really trickles down um, to the family. 
So we're, we're hoping to relieve, uh, to remove a lot of those barriers um, for our clients. And just a quick little uh, correction there. It wasn't that so much that this new program made what was once illegal legal, meaning before you can't you know chaperone a trip. It just meant that the school district was looking at the records and saying, no, nah, I'm sorry, you've got an assault in your record. We can't have you be part of this trip, correct? Exactly. And and that our program doesn't change that. But when this person goes through our program, once they're done and the conviction is expunged, when the um, school pulls the new background check, it's not going to show up. Timeline and process. And so let's say there's someone out there that could possibly benefit from this or, you know, someone that could uh, benefit from it. So can you walk us through the process and the steps along the way as briefly as you can? Oh, sure. So the new legislation hasn't really changed the timeline or process, but we have a goal of completing an expungement within 120 days of the client's registration with our program. So once a client registers, staff pulls their record, an attorney reviews the record, we have the client in to be fingerprinted, which is part of our process in Michigan, and to sign the application to set aside conviction in front of a notary. In the meantime, we've been ordering their court records and once we have everything, we file it. Our goal is really to try to do our, our process in about 30 to 45 days. And then once we file the application, most of the courts are scheduling the hearings three months out. And so that 90 days is kind of just built into the process by the courts. During that time, we're waiting to receive the client's official Michigan State Police criminal history. And if they have one, an FBI report, which would contain their federal and out-of-state information, um, as well as an opinion letter or an opposition brief from the attorney general's office. And once we have those documents, uh, we're ready to proceed to the hearing. Just in terms of that documentation, there might be some objections to allowing this person to have their record expunged. What are some of the things that could possibly get in the way? So the attorney general's office typically will only file an opposition brief if they find something in the Michigan State Police report uh, that makes the person ineligible. So an extra conviction that maybe wasn't on the record or something from out of state or a federal conviction. Um, you also may run into objections at the hearing. So sometimes the city attorney or the county prosecutor will object at the hearing. And that would be based on perhaps they don't feel that the person has met the burden. And the burden at the hearing is to convince the court that the client's post-conviction circumstances and behavior warrant setting aside the conviction and that doing so would benefit the public. But we haven't received many objections from prosecutors, but sometimes those would involve if the person owes money to the court or if it was an assaultive case and the victim is objecting, things like that. All right, now I'm going to put on my taxpayer hat and my citizen hat. So we'll start with my citizen hat concerns. And so let's say I run a business. Let's say I run a real estate business where I, I rent properties out to people for residential. I've got several buildings in my portfolio and I have employees and I have tenants that I'm concerned about. And it's just a regular course of business uh, when I hire employees or when I bring on a new tenant, I do a criminal background check on people to make sure that these communities that I rent out to, everybody's safe in their home environment and that my employees are safe when they go about doing the work of the company. Now, if I can't get an accurate background on somebody because of an expunged record, I might be concerned. So I'm giving you opportunity here. Walk me away from my concerns here. <laughs> sure. Um, so when something is expunged, it's sealed. And there are actually many offenses that are sealed before the expungement process. So that could have happened as part of their court case. So it's sealed automatically and you would never know about those either. I think the safeguards that the legislators have put in are the limits on the number of expungements and also the types. So again, two assaultive, and if you're doing two felonies, it's a seven-year waiting period. And that doesn't start 
at the time of your arrest or conviction, that waiting period starts at the very end of your case. So if you were on probation for two years, your seven-year waiting period doesn't start until the end of your probation. And and a study that was done by the University of Michigan found that the rate of recidivism, once somebody had, I think it was past a five-year mark after their conviction, was lower than that of just a person who had never been um, in contact with the criminal justice system. So um, we have found that you know most of our clients have already set forth on a new path in their life, and they are just seeking a better path. Um, you know, they have this journey that they're on, and and they want to be successful, and so we're helping them do that. Okay, so now my taxpayer hat has a question for you. So yeah, obviously these uh, services for people seeking expungement are are not going to be charged in terms of money to uh, people seeking the expungement, and so all of this is being provided for them free of charge. So who is paying for this? How is this operation funded? Great question. Um, so the city of Detroit funds approximately five hundred thousand dollars of our annual budget. Everything over that we seek from foundations, corporations, and individuals. And so uh, we have a lot of foundations and corporations, local um, and even national, that want to help and want to get involved. And a lot of them kind of got interested in our program this summer uh, during the Black Lives Matter protests. And we have had so much interest even from local law firms whose attorneys want to volunteer for our program um, because we just see a lot of the racial disparities in our program and obviously in the criminal justice system. And so we're trying to help people, you know, get on even footing with, with everyone else. All right, last question for you, Stephanie. If someone out there, they think this program might apply to them, or better yet, they have a uh, loved one out there that could uh, benefit from it, where should they go for more information? Oh, they can sign up right on our website. It takes about two minutes, and that is www.detroitmi.gov forward slash project clean slate. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today. I really enjoyed our conversation. Oh, thank you for having me, Lawrence. It was great. And thank you listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate us in your favorite podcasting app. Also, a big thank you to our sponsor, Noda, for making this program possible. You can find them at trustnoda.com forward slash legal. That's Noda spelled N-O-T-A. And lastly, a big thank you as well to our production team, producer Molly McDonough and our LTN crew. They work so hard. Thank you so much. This has been Legal Talk Today. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Have a great day, everybody. Oh, 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 oh,